Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano. Welcome back, Andrew Thomas Ruther. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're doing yeah? Uh Uh-oh. I don't think you're allowed to do yeah, because you banned the yeah. I didn't ban anybody. Yeah. No one has ever been banned except right. he who shall not be named. That's it? That's the only ban? Is Two Trays banned from the show? No, but I was explaining Two Trays to the person I was with this weekend. The person you were with? The lady I was with. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Where were you? I was in San Francisco. Did you go up to San Francisco to see a lady? I did. Yeah. And it's not who you guys think. There were no mastiffs involved. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that out of the way. No pegging involved? No, none of that. Uh, But I was explaining the whole situation, and I had forgotten until I was explaining to her. I was reminded, you basically were gone that weekend, so I was stuck with two trays. What made it even funnier? You were here one night. Yeah. You guys went to, like, fucking Guns N' Roses. I had nobody else to go with. Well, the whole thing was... It's not that I have anybody else to go with. I wasn't going to leave him here yeah. by himself. I mean, how many milkshake stains have there been? Yeah. Now I think he runs like, uh, 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 I think he runs like Barstool Huskers football podcast or something like that, where he just like w- watches Nebraska and spills milkshakes on the, on the podcasting equipment. Well, I think he was shamed by the fellow dirtballs. That's what Dirt, happened. Dirtballs are savages. They shamed him. Out of listening to the show, which is, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, did he, was it that big? There's been a number of people that have been shamed out of listening to the show. Who? Uh, I can I can name a handful. But wasn't it that he didn't drive for the pitch in Cincinnati, and so he was shamed by the other dirtballs? I mean, the, the dirtball meetups, like, you can't really shame people for dirtball meetups. It's like, you're going above and beyond when you come, but like... The goal here is to get people to listen to the podcast. That's yeah. like the baseline, you know? Yeah. So. So so you're you're saying we don't advocate shaming other people I mean, out of I, listening. I don't, I don't even think we can anymore. Like I don't even think we can advocate that. Like yeah. I think that might be illegal now. We just got demonetized. Yeah, exactly. But what your boy Bressler will not stop tweeting at me things I don't understand. Yeah. He's like, You're behind the iron curtain of China. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. He's like, Stop wearing red. Cincinnati Reds hats with C's on them. They, they're going to think you're a, a, a Chinese sleeper cell. I was all paranoid yesterday. Or maybe that's why you're doing it, because yeah. China, this is this is your China hat. So now China has re-monetized us. Yeah. Yeah, who knows, dude. I mean, the, the conspiracy theory is about, like, uh, the demonetization of, like, all these things. Like, I've said it before. It's like, the, these are companies. They're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, right? Well, my my problem is like I saw somebody whining the other day. They're like, "Why isn't this guy demonetized? He like 
he said I'm a dork on his podcast. It's like, no, that's not how this works. You, you, if you're complaining that like this person shouldn't have a voice because they said mean things about me, you should fucking kill yourself. God, we just got demonetized because I said somebody should kill themselves. God damn it. Don't kill yourself. Just, you know, think about it. Well, I want to congratulate you before we get on with all the discussions today. You successfully pulled off a 4 a.m. French Open live broadcast, broadcast with Tug Coker. And you were joined by Maniacal Mitch. Yeah, we were joined by Maniacal Mitch. It, I mean... I don't know if you should be congratulating me because now I know how to go live. Oh, I know yeah. how to do whatever. Oh, like that. yeah. Like, this, this podcast can be run by me and Tug Coker before you know. We're like, what do we need Ruth for? Get him out of here. We were fucking going live. Lights were set up. I mean, the bike wasn't on when we started, but. What time did you wake up? I woke up at 3.15. Oh, man. Yeah. Dedication. Yeah. I thought it would be a fun thing to do. What, I, said it on the, I said it on the live stream. I wanted to. By the way, it's on YouTube if anybody missed it. Uh, we didn't. There wasn't a whole lot of fanfare around it. We didn't push it hard. But what I said to Tug is, I wanted to get up and watch the tennis, but I knew I would set my alarm and definitely not get up. Like I'd be like, uh, it's tennis, fuck it. Yeah. So that's when I put myself, you know, I I sort of asked Tug to do it because I was like, well, if he says yeah, then I'll have to do it because then he'll be headed over to Ruther's. Yeah. So I got over here. I set up. Tug came in. We hit the ground running. I saw you even had a uh, a quick call with. Daily Show's Michael Costa. That's right. Yeah, former professional that, tennis player. That was player. the one thing I did. We didn't work out how to do that, so we just had him on speakerphone via mic. I saw that, but it, I think it worked. Yeah, that's great. Did you watch any of the tennis? I didn't. Did you watch any of the hockey? I was driving back. Did you watch any of the basketball? I watched the whole game. Okay. In a, you know, Warriors bar. I was in San Francisco. That was a fun experience. Yeah. All the people, all the tech people that have moved there in the last eighteen months, and just are just huge, nerds, gigantic warrior Just fans. you know, the girl I was with was a little. She, as the game continued to proceed, I started, you know, running my mouth a little, and you know, when Steph would flop, I'd be like, he's a whiny little bitch. I was basically letting people know I was not rooting for the Warriors, but keeping my mouth shut for the most part. But by the end, what she, bar were you at? Where were you? Just someplace by where she lives in uh, Lower Knob Hill. I didn't want a place that was packed. I wanted where I could sit down, eat, yeah. still watch the game from a TV. But even like that bar, it's it's everything I think when I think Warriors fans. Nerds wearing curry jerseys who know nothing about basketball. I don't know who was complaining more. Like Steph when he gets fouled or their fans whining after, that's a foul, that's a foul. Like this one table of like dorky Asian kids, that's a foul. I'm like, you guys know nothing about basketball. But I'll are, we, are we starting there? Should we start with the NBA Finals? Of course. I'll tell you what, man. I knew that game, and I said this. I knew when the Raptors were 2 of 17 from three-point range and only down four, I was like, the Warriors are in big trouble the second half. Well, yeah. Now, they only the, went 2 of 13 themselves. But Clay was back. Clay played well. Played amazing. Steph uh, did not. Steph took a hot shit, right? I mean, Steph played bad. 9 of 22, 2 of 9. He got a lot of garbage, garbage points at the end. Like, everybody yeah. always whines about James Harden getting. Yeah, a lot of free throws. A lot oh, of takeaways, free throws, and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, 
he just didn't step it up. And and what I said in in our podcast, when I said even when I was talking with Tug on the live broadcast, is if Clay comes in and Clay plays well and Clay is able to defend, I think they win, especially considering it's a home game, and without Steph having to go for forty-seven. Yeah, but Steph just played bad. Well, I think Steph was exhausted. I mean, I'm not looking for excuses, but I think he had such a great game three and he had to do it all by himself, which he's not used to doing. I mean, this is the truth, that come game four, he was just spent. I mean, he had that one air ball at the end where I was like, what? Like, you would never see that from Steph Curry. Yeah. I mean, two for nine from Steph Curry from downtown is just like, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Bottom line. He's too good of a shooter. Yeah. So... Kevin Durant practiced. Kevin Durant, sources say, good to go for game five. That's what they're saying now. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight, good to go. That's what they're saying now. Is Steve Kerr Belichicking where, oh, he's questionable, but sources are saying, and now they're preparing for him, and then he doesn't play. If he doesn't play, good night and good luck. Like If, if Kevin Durant doesn't play tonight, series is over. Yes. Kevin Durant doesn't play tonight in Toronto. It's over. Yeah. It's over. And if Kevin Durant plays well, comes back and plays well, we could have a fucking series. Yeah, we got a series. We do. But I still think the Raptors win this thing in seven if Kevin Durant comes back and plays well. Because I think then they if, if he comes back and plays well and they somehow manage to win tonight – they win a game at home, they lose again in Toronto. Yeah. I can't there's I just don't believe in Kevin Durant multiple weeks off for injury, finally gets a chance to practice and is going to be good enough to play three consecutive games of like you know, MVP quality basketball. Dude, I'll tell you what, this series has so many what I find fascinating storylines within the series that I can't really remember in recent memory you know basically the last few finals have been lebron versus the warriors this kd thing i just find it so fascinating because so much of this is then going to maybe play out with free agency if that makes sense like like kd not playing and now you look at their record i believe the warriors are now in this finals run that they started five years ago they're now eight and nine in finals games without Kevin Durant, so right. they're bo- so they're below five hundred. So so that's a fascinating storyline to me. They're eight and one with Kevin Durant. You said before we went live, which I didn't even think of. They've never had to play more than five games in a finals. Yeah, they with, they won in five with Kevin Durant. They won in five the first year that he was there. They swept the the uh, Cavs last year. Obviously, there was a couple of um, there's a couple of moments in those series which could have made them be completely different. Game one last year, the Corver shot the year before. But the fact remains, you can say, oh, those games go different and we have a different series. They played four and five. Four and five. Yeah. That's it. They've, they, have, they have lost one game in the NBA Finals against LeBron James Cavaliers without, with, with Kevin Durant. And, like, it's just so dumb that we're talking about, like my my problem 
whenever basketball is discussed and like I've I've made this clear, like I can't fucking stand the internet. And that's why I put out tweets of like the internet is gonna say this. And I, I don't know if you saw my Fred Van Vliet's tweet I, the other day. I did. Because like that's what'll happen. You know what I mean? Five years from now it'll be like Fred Van uh, Steph Curry lost an NBA finals to Fred Van Vliet. It's like, no, that's not how this works. Just like LeBron James was not shut down by J.J. Barea, regardless of what the internet will tell you. Regardless of the fact that LeBron James was guarded by J.J. Barea for eight possessions in an entire series, they're now making it, oh, J.J. Like, the internet, you guys are just wrong, and you don't, and for the most part, don't understand basketball. Well, they don't watch the games. And we know just in how people rank Kobe Bryant as, like, a top ten player of all time or top five. But, I mean, some people have him three. You know, some, some people have him two. Like, the internet doesn't know basketball. But one thing is for sure, the 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 Warriors don't need Kevin Durant. Hot takes, jump off a bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, yeah. where, where the Warriors are, where many, which you because you'll certainly die. The Kevin Durant is not the best player on the Warriors. It, it's ridiculous. Before Kevin Durant got to the Warriors, everybody agreed he was the second best player in basketball. Then he joins the Warriors, and he's not the best player on the Warriors. Yeah, like. Who are you people, and where do you come up with these horrific takes? Tell the listeners what you said you saw as far as the MVP odds. I find this wild. Well, it was when Kevin Durant was hurt. I believe it was 10,000 to 1 that Kevin Durant was going to be the MVP going into game four because he hadn't played and there was no sign of him playing. He's now 100 to 1 as the MVP. Wow. Wow. So, and by the way, that's still kind of great. And I think it's actually, by the way, I think that was on the report that he was practicing. So I'm not sure it hasn't gone down since then. Yeah. Now that he's practiced and that he's likely going to play, or at least they're saying he's going to play. It's just, I mean, here's the thing. The Warriors lose the NBA Finals to the Toronto Raptors or... Kevin Durant's the MVP of the NBA Finals. That's it. You can't be down 3-1. Your best player comes back. You go on to win. He's not like how much more proof would you need of the word value? Yeah. A ball. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. We're we're in this weird kind of uncharted territory for a finals, especially with a team that's been so good as the Warriors. Like it's it's, it, it's the the Warriors like it's a lot like the Los Angeles Dodgers in the last few years. And going back to the last, the, the Dodgers have won six consecutive NL Wests, but they have no World Series. It's when you have the best roster, it's easy to be the best team over the long haul. That's a grind. Okay. That's when, you know, if, if you're the best fucking, if you're the most in shape. Like, you're in better shape than I am. You're in better cardiovascular shape than I am. You're training for a fucking marathon. You're training for a triathlon. If we had to run five miles or if we had to just do as many push-ups as we can in an hour, you would beat me. But, like, sight unseen, no idea what kind of physical shape I'm in. What? Do you, how do you think we'd do if we ran a 40-yard dash? I mean, you might beat me. I might. Yeah. I might. That's that's what's happening with the Warriors. The Warriors have a, the best roster, have had the best roster over the last few years. And they were able to win 73 games in a season. They were able to win their first championship 
when LeBron James was playing without Kyrie Irving, was playing without Kevin Love. So when you get into the NBA Finals, now you're playing the best of the best. Okay, it's a short. It's not. It's not the grind. It's a short sprint. Even though it's seven games, it's still a sprint. Seven. It's a sprint to four. Sure. You know, it's a four-game dash. They don't win that championship if Kyrie and Kevin Love play the first one. They don't win the second one when those guys do play. And then they have Kevin Durant. They win two in four and five games. And now they go back to just Steph Curry and this roster, and they're down three-one. It. This isn't hard to figure out. This team is great over the long haul because they're incredibly talented. And on any given night, Draymond can go off. Clay can go off. You know, Steph can obviously go off. David West has nights. Sean Livingston, Iguodala. All over the years, all of these guys who they have had that they can lean on on one night or the other. Just Steph and Clay being able to lean on each other one night, one night, going yeah. back and forth. It's a grind. And, you, and when you have those guys to lean on every night, you're going to win a ton of games. But... This is a fact. When they play the best of the best, they're not that good against the LeBron James, against the fucking Kawhi Leonard's, against, without Kevin Durant. But that's facts. But that's what 32 I 32-0 and 0 without KD. Okay, that's against the Suns and the Mavs yeah. and the fucking, you know, the Knicks and the Orlando Magic. But against the best team from the East... They're eight and one with Kevin Durant. They're eight and nine without him. This isn't these are this isn't us pontificating on how good they are. These are facts. But this is what I find so interesting again. Like just how there's so many storylines within this dynasty, whatever you want to call it, this mini dynasty or this run, whatever we've seen with the Warriors since 2015, right? This is their fifth straight finals. There's all these interesting factors, and that, and that's all I'm saying is that it'll be interesting to see how this is viewed looking back in history. Because, like you said, they they're they're an amazing team. They're a great team. They're an all-time team. But they also added Kevin Durant, which, like you're saying, there's kind of asterisks on these other seasons where they won it. Uh, and when you well, they only won it one other season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you the same way that Warriors fans want to claim, well, first of all, the Warriors fans just have to give up on the Steph Curry, Kevin Durant thing. This is this is obvious at this point. Yeah, we're we're beating okay? we're beating into the bush. But but the same way that a Warriors fan would say, well, there's an asterisk on this season because they don't have Kevin Durant and Clay was hurt. And, you know, the same way that they're saying, oh, there's an asterisk on the Draymond was suspended in game five against the Cavs. Like if if they're going to go that route, then you have to give them you have then turnarounds fair play. You have to say the exact same thing about LeBron James without Kyrie, without Kevin Love, which everybody's been saying all along. Look at Michael Jordan's record without Scottie Pippen. Look at Michael Jordan's record when Horace Grant left and before Dennis Rodman came. Look at Kobe Bryant without, without Shaq. Like, this it's this isn't... It's a team game. This isn't fucking rocket science. Yeah. But the point is, one man's been able to do it by himself, essentially, in taking teams all the way to the cusp. That's LeBron James. Steph Curry has had all-stars. Kevin Durant has had to join a team. 
Like, well, I, I want to I want to divert the conversation now. We're talking a lot about the Warriors and their legacy, and again, history, all that stuff, which is great. I want to talk about the Raptors. Great, let's do it. And I want to talk about Kawhi's legacy and where he stands. I mean. I don't think people, I hope people are fully appreciating what he's doing this playoffs. I believe I saw a stat during that game. After last game, he now has nine 30-point playoff games this postseason. He's the second player to ever do that. In the history of the National Basketball Association, only nine players, I'm sorry, only two people have scored 30 points or more in nine playoff games. Guys, he's doing it offensively, he's doing it defensively, and... Look, he's got some... And he's brought his attitude to the Toronto Raptors. Yes. The way they're walking off the court, the way they're not celebrating, the way that they're... Like, the way that they're all business. Everybody jokes on Kawhi having no emotion and, like, barely smiling and whatever, but, like... They were the one seed last year. They were the best team in the Eastern Conference last year. Yeah. The difference between last year's team and this year's team is Kawhi Leonard. Sure. He has changed their entire attitude. And, like, that, you know, you have to give him credit. He is the difference between getting busted out early and being in the NBA Finals and having the Golden State Warriors down 3-1. Yeah. He's the difference. Now, Siakam's been awesome. Gasol's been great. Van Fleet's been been great. but, But, again, they were the one seed last year. This is Kawhi Leonard's team. Yeah, and he's he is on the verge of winning his second NBA championship. He's on the verge of winning his second NBA Finals MVP. He's got two Defensive Players of the Year. He's you know, look, what's his legacy? His legacy is not is is far from you know determined. Like yeah, we're we're not looking at him in the twilight of his career the way we are a LeBron James. We're not looking at him even like it. Like he's just. At or approaching his peak. But that's what I'm saying. The ceiling for him is so high. If I don't think a lot of people knew who Kawhi Leonard was before he won his first finals MVP. Like, that was his coming out party yeah, for I a didn't, lot of people. I didn't really know who he was. Right. right. And, and he showed that he had that ability to do that then, and then he became a star. But now they are looking to him to be a star, and it was like he has to be the finals MVP for them to win. And he is being the finals MVP right now. Yeah. Two, if they win, if the Raptors win, we'll have two MVPs. Yeah. Two finals MVPs. If the... That's an impressive feat, and he's only, what is he, 28? And he'll have two earned finals MVPs. So what I'm saying is he'll arguably have more Final earned finals MVPs and say, I don't know, Kobe Bryant? I knew you were going there. I knew you were doing it. Well, here's a stat I saw. I don't know if there's any... Well, he'll at least have exactly the same amount of finals MVPs as Kobe Bryant. Well, he he would join Kareem. Like, the same way we say... The same way I say about Kobe Bryant, I'm not sure Kobe Bryant was the best player on two Lakers teams. I'm not sure Kawhi Leonard is the best player on two finals teams. Like, you could argue that that Spurs team still ran through Tim Duncan, Duncan and Tony Parker. Parker. But, like, he got the finals MVP because he was in charge of stopping LeBron James. Yeah. And he did to some extent. That being said, I'll, I'll say this. If you want to make that argument, 
he's for sure the f- best player on this team, yeah. and he has another Finals MVP. Yeah. Well, the thing I was going to say was, I don't know if there's anybody besides Kareem, but I know Kareem won two Finals MVPs with two different teams. He would join that elite company. There, there was might have been LeBron, one, obviously, and LeBron. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I forgot. How can I forget him? That's the list. So it's a very short list of guys who've been able to do that. And like I said, I I don't know how he leaves Toronto. Dude, you win the title, you win the Finals MVP. You gotta stay with the Raptors. How do you leave? Well, here's the only way. By the way, I I mean I, I good for Toronto, and they've obviously built something. And it's hard for him. It it would be hard, I think, for anybody to make that decision to leave. The only reason that you would leave is because, in addition, obviously, to maybe not loving Toronto, not wanting to spend, you know, your career in Canada and cold and whatever, is that the way this league changes with free agency, just because the Raptors are the best team right now doesn't mean they're going to be the best team next year, even in the East, when you look at how things can change. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers were in the finals. Well, I should say LeBron James, Heat or Cavs were in the finals for, what was that, nine consecutive seasons? Eight consecutive seasons? Eight seasons in a row? Um, And then he leaves and goes to the West, and now it's a fucking... You know, now it's up for grabs. So if you look at how the East could change, is Kevin Durant coming to the East? Or is Anthony Davis coming to the East? Obviously, Milwaukee's going to be good. Milwaukee's going to be good. Philly's going to be good. Do you want to sign up for a career in Toronto if Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis are on the Knicks? Or would you just rather be like, hey, man, the Clippers are pretty fucking good, and look what I was able to do. In one, I came over, and in one season, I made them champs or finalists. I could just as easily go do that with the Clippers. Yeah. Right? Oh, if the best player in the West is leaving and going to the East but behind LeBron, if two of the best players in the West are leaving and going East. So, I, I mean – do I think that Kawhi Leonard is going to be strategizing around other free agents? No, but if he already wants to be in an L.A. Clippers or if he already wants to be whatever, does that change his decision? Oh, well, I might want to be in Toronto and I might want to be in L.A. Those are the two I'm kind of deciding between. Where are these guys going? Yeah. Let's just say, let's just say, okay, you know, Chris Middleton is a free agent, right? And uh, he is going to demand a lot of money. Let's just like for this probably isn't going to happen. But for example, let's just say they replace Chris Middleton with Kevin Durant. Are you signing up for a career in Toronto with Giannis and Kevin Durant? I mean, come on. And and it's like there are probably people out there going like, that's not going to happen. But like Kevin Durant already did that. Yeah. No, I know. That'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious if Kevin Durant joined. I mean, he's Giannis. not going to. I know. That'd be amazing. And that's kind of a team that everybody was ready to hand the torch to in the East. It's it's so funny how quickly things change. And I was one of them. I was one of them. When they go up to, oh, I'm like, this is the Bucks. 
They're going to win the title this year. Like, I had confidence they're going to win the title this year. Especially with Kevin Durant's injury status against the Rockets. And here we are. What? Seven wins later. Yeah. They've lost seven out of eight wins later. Yep. It's, it's absolutely wild. And, and that's a little bit us maybe underrating the Raptors, but that's also... I think we all did. I think everyone... But it's also, again, the... The history the, didn't help the, them. The Warriors... I, I'm still not sure that the Warriors... That the Bucks don't match up better against a Warriors team with Kevin Durant. But they don't have Kevin Durant. And asterisks, no asterisk, whatever, like... They're on the verge of winning the championship, and it's, you know, very much Kawhi Leonard's doing. Yeah, and you have to give credit to the Raptors GM. What's his name? I forget. Uh, Usury? Yeah. Yeah. It's always like Mastery, Virgie, or whatever. Something. Yeah. I mean, he put together a team, and the acquisition of Marcus Saul. The drafting of Van Fleet's played great. Obviously, Abaka's fit in well. Abaka had a great last yeah. game. Uh, Siakam. I mean, between the drafts, between the acquisitions, and obviously Kawhi, the big one. I mean, this team was put together. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think we do forget, Joe, they were the number one seed last year. And everyone's had all you think about is the Cavs, the Celtics, playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, going seven games. We forget that. The number one seed was Toronto, and they retold the roster, and they're one game away. And this series, they've dominated. I saw a stat of the 16 quarters. They've outscored. Guys, I don't think people are fully realizing it. Of the 16 quarters, they've outscored the Warriors, 13 of them. Yeah. This has been a domination, and in a way, I think we're just seeing the Warriors dismantle. I mean, this could be the end of them. Because well, it's KD cer- could leave, Clay could leave, well, and it's the end. Forget, I mean, first of all, if KD and Clay leave, we we're gonna we're gonna have the we're gonna have the Steph Curry is Kobe Bryant without Shaq years. We're gonna have Steph Curry going for like fifty a game and yeah. whatever, and and then being a seven seed. Um, that's just bad. I don't think Clay Thompson's leaving. Obviously, Steph Curry's not going anywhere. But this is this is a fact. Jerry West already left. The guy, the architect of the roster, the architect from the draft, the guy who put it all together has gone on to the Clippers. He's going, I've always said, Jerry West is undefeated everywhere. He's fucking Midas touch. Everywhere he goes, he turns things to gold, and he makes everybody else seem like they have accomplished something. Oh, Doc Rivers is a great coach again. Oh, Steve Kerr is a fucking coach of the year. Oh, Steph Curry is a fucking MVP. Oh, like, yeah, all of those guys are fine and good and whatever, but like, he has done it. He is gone. Yeah. He is the one that convinced Kevin Durant to come. Yeah. If Kevin Durant leaves, this is the end of the Warriors, as we know it. Yeah. Plain and simple. If Kevin Durant, it's already happening. We, sure. we have a preview of what happens when Kevin Durant leaves. Yeah, you're right. We're seeing it play out. If you think that no Kevin Durant on the roster for any of the games in a playoff series next year 
against a Blazers team with Nurkic back, with so-and-so healthy, with a Lakers team where they had – like against a Clippers team. like for, They lost two games to the Clippers with Kevin Durant. Jerry West is there. Jerry West is getting somebody. Well, it's funny. You got me thinking about the Blazers series. Now, they swept the Blazers, but the Blazers had double-digit second-half leads in three of those four games, yeah. which which is kind of wild. My The reason I'm bringing that up is the Warriors did what they had to do. They have experience. They handled their shit. But the reason I'm bringing that up, Prano, is because like the Blazers had them on the ropes they were swept, but that's one of the most misleading sweeps as far as domination, if that makes sense. Sure. Those were all good games minus game one that maybe we were kind of, it was like fool's gold. We saw them playing without KD, and now in this series, we're seeing what it's really like without KD. Like I said, 13 of 16 quarters, but also they've been you, outscored. But also, you talk about the way, you know, you're like, oh, Steph looks fucking tired. Like, what about... You know, and this is what we talked about: what Dame had to do to get through the fucking Denver series. Yeah, you know, and then he, and then it's like they they had to push so hard just to get there, and then they get there, and it's like, oh, their first half they have big leads, and the second half they fall apart. It's like, oh, now Steph Curry knows what it feels like to carry an entire team. Yeah, and oh, suddenly those third quarters, everybody's talking about, oh, twenty five's not enough going into the third quarter. Like, no, it is now. It is. Because it's just Steph, yeah, and a hobbled Clay, and Clay came back and played great. And where was Steph? Like, unless you guys are going to be running on all cylinders, yeah, it's not going to be Steph and Clay and Draymond and Looney and Bogut and like, where's Sean Livingston been? Where's Andre Iguodala been? All these guys who over the years are like, oh, they get such con- good contributions from their vets, yeah, because Andre Iguodala is being left wide open, yeah, because you can't guard everybody, sure. Well, let's hop in the YouTube comment section briefly as we're wrapping up this finals discussion today. First of all, shout out to Randy Haney for a $4.99 donation. Much love. Uh, how about this question from Brian McLean? What are the odds on finals MVP of being me, Ruther? Right. I mean, the the Ruther jinx, the Ruther dent. You dent. Like, Katie leaving, Jerry West leaving, Ruther picking them to win the championship. The dismantling, the piece by piece dismantling of a Warriors dynasty. Did I end the Warriors the, the Warriors dynasty? I mean, I don't want to jinx it yet. I don't want you to jinx your own jinx, but yeah. it certainly looks like it. Yeah, yeah. I should get a. If the Warriors do lose, it's only fair that I get a float during the parade seems, in, in seems, Toronto. Seems, seems fair. Me and Drake side by side. You definitely know who it is. You and the fucking twelve year olds. I want to give a shout out to any of our Canadian dirt balls. Please call into the show. Especially you definitely know who it is. He's like, you definitely know who it is. Three one oh. A balls dropped the second Kawhi Leonard showed up in Toronto. <laughs> Again, the hotline is three one oh three five nine eight three six five. I really want to hear from You definitely know who it is. Is Kawhi going to go to Disneyland if he uh, if he wins? Kawhi's not even high-fiving guys. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think he goes to Disneyland. No, I don't think that's on. Can you imagine Kawhi with the cornrows and the Mickey Mouse ears? I just can't. It's like eating a big turkey leg. <laughs> like, that's what I, I, if Kawhi went to Disneyland like with the Raptors, I could see him being like the dad who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. You know? 
just eating a turkey leg while like while fucking Van Fleet and uh, you know Marcus All are going down like fucking Space Mountain. That Van Fleet injury, man. Yucks. That was ugly. Poor Van Fleet. I'm telling you, this is I I see the future. It's what's gonna happen. Like people are just gonna use that poor guy as like a he's just gonna be the JJ Berea of this finals where people just completely shit on the idea that like uh Steph was shut down. It's like he's having a great finals. Van Fleet? The same way fucking JJ Berea did. Yeah. On both sides of the ball. Yeah. He really is. In fact, he's playing Steph the best. Yeah. Even though he's not starting. You see how many minutes he's getting in the second half. Yeah. And we got to give some love to Nurse, man. Yeah. His coaching, the box one, he's implemented a lot of different strategies to basically maintain. The the box and one thing was interesting because people were like criticizing them going to it, but it worked. Yeah. But they lost that game. But he's he's used it again. Yeah, I know. But they lost that game where he pulled it out. And because they they tried to box up Steph and they gave Iguodala that shot, but like they they were also only in that game at the end because it was working. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, he's running a high school defense." Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it works. Yeah, you know what else works, Joe Prano? That Suki cap. It works every time, every single time, doesn't it, Joe? One hundred percent of the time. I was looking at tickets again. I was up in the bay. A little out of my price range. I was curious to go possibly see the last game in Oracle. I had my SeatGeek app open all Thursday, all Friday. You know, tickets were a little out of my price range. I'm not going to lie. I think I saw, what, was it seven, around $700? Around $700. seat in the house? Yeah. Even with the $10 off? Yeah. Too, too rich for your blood? Too rich for me. Okay. Even with that amazing $10 off. But the good news is, Dirtballs, I do have SeatGeek for an upcoming Reds-Angels game. They're yeah. coming to Anaheim in two weeks. Nice. So I don't know if you're interested. Maybe it's a, I believe it's a Monday-Tuesday game. It's just a two-game uh, series. If I'm here, I'm down to go. Okay. You know I love going to see my boy Trout. Yeah, yeah. Head down to Anaheim. So, Dirtballs, get those tickets for any event on SeatGeek because, best of all, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. Okay, before we wrap up NBA discussion, Tony Parker has officially retired today. Even after he played, he didn't play all of last year, he felt the need to alert us today that he retired? Well, he he did play. Oh, he, did he? He averaged did nine he? and a half points a game. He played uh, fifty six games. Little Tony Parker. Uh, au revoir, Tony. <laughs> Is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, probably. Yeah. Because it helps again, because it's the World Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Oh for, oh sorry. And that Excuse he's me. from France. Excuse me. Tony Parker's a hundred percent a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Dino Raja's in the Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Your contribution to international basketball is uh, important. Uh, Tony Parker is 100% a Hall of Famer. My apologies. Six-time All-Star. He won a Finals MVP. 100% Hall of Famer. Yeah, 100%. Being from France, 100%. No doubt about it. Yeah. He's a 100% a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Not in the eyes of uh, Eva Langoria, though. 
probably a Hall of Famer for her too, right? No, no. I mean, remember she, she he, married him, but he was banging a lot of girls on the side, well, so that did not work out. Yeah, but I mean, in her in her Hall of Fame of men, he's probably in there. I mean, like, how many has she married? You know what I mean? It's like having a Finals MVP. Like, you can't take it away. He has the paperwork. He has the jewelry. Yeah, you were married. She probably doesn't have him in her Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I, re- I, re- I remember reading the tabloids when all that was going down. Eva Longoria. Remember when she was a thing? Oh, remember yeah. When she was a person? Oh, I was I was big into her, dude. Big. That Housewives came out. Did you watch Real Housewives? Or uh, what is it? He, Desperate Housewives? Desperate Housewives. I-, I watched some of it. I did. Not going to lie. I'll be honest. I was uh, I was in college at this point. Yeah, I had a... She she was my favorite of all of all the women on the show because she was banging the uh, like the the gardener, okay, like the young kid who did the lawn. If you say so, <laughs> in the movie or in, in the show, right? I can say with certainty that I didn't watch ten minutes total. Like even when I would catch thirty seconds when you still have to flip through channels, I can tell you with certainty I didn't catch ten minutes. Well, it's interesting that Joe brings this up, guys, because I have to just I have to drop a little nugget on our listeners. Something I learned about you recently. Yeah, we have to just be honest here, Joe. We're very sure. we're very forthright with all the dirt balls. You have been watching The Bachelorette. I have been. <laughs> I have been. I, I want you to just be be upfront with everybody about it. What? Why? Sure. I've been watching The Bachelorette. You've been critical of these shows in the past. I'm still critical of these shows. But you've been watching The Bachelorette. I've been critical of hockey. I've been watching the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been critical of soccer. I've w- I'm watching the Women's World Cup. Oh, is that on right now? Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Get with it. Okay, I'll watch uh, some of that. Yeah, no, look, I've been, I mean, what is there not to be critical of? I've been, of course I've been critical of The Bachelorette. I've also been especially critical of the guys who, like, ironically share that they've been watching The Bachelorette, which I will never do. Like, the, through tweets? Yeah, through tweets, through, like, whatever. Like, the guys who are like, I watched The Bachelorette so I can, like, tweet about it so that girls can, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, just the people that try to latch on to some sort of popular thing because they know a lot of people are doing it, and then they hashtag it so that they can, like, you know, they can clout chase on the Internet. Like You love that term. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not live tweeting the Bachelorette, yeah, or the Grammys for that matter. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you always go back to me live tweeting the Grammys. Yeah, I'm like watch it, but like, uh, yeah. To but be I, fair, come on. I, I had a job at the time that basically we were going to discuss it on radio. Right. You're just you're like watch it. You have issues with me live tweeting it. Right. But look, there was a time where you were like. You were the king of social media, you know. I mean, and I used that, to live tweet and that, everything, and that was pre that was pre the term cloud chasing. But like, you could have been at clout chaser. Like, you could have, like <laughs> <laughs> I've really uh, scaled back. But like, I have been watching The Bachelorette, and it's just as offensive to me as it's always been. But like, these are so, this is the things that you get roped into sometimes. You know? Yeah. Was your was your girl up in uh, San Francisco? Is she a big sports fan in general? No. But she watched the NBA Finals with you. Yeah, I basically said, I have one request for the weekend. We have to go to a, a bar or restaurant in the area for, to watch the full game. And these are things you do. Yeah. When you're a- Although we did have some very interesting conversations while the game was going on. 
they, they would get like serious and then I'm realizing like, oh, am I a dick? Because I'm like staring at the TV. You know what I'm saying? And then yelling at idiot Warriors fans. Right. The war- the Warriors fans, I-, I was trying to think when I was up there, like where I'd put them on my list of annoying fans. They're not like in your face, Boston, Philly, annoying. They're like, you don't understand basketball annoying. Right. Uh, San Francisco is a very supportive town. Uh, I always say, and I know they, but like they're also a front running town for sure. Yeah. They're super front runners. Like when the Yankees are terrible and the Mets are terrible, you go to New York, you're going to see Mets and Yankees hats on the subway. You're just going to. You'll see Yankees hats on the subway no matter how bad the Yankees are. You'll see Mets hats on the subway no matter how bad the Mets are. When Sam, when the Giants were good, I saw more San Francisco Giants hats, just like guys wearing them on their way to work in a suit, than I would see Yankees hats on the subway in New York. It's a very supportive town. But the Warriors fans, it's it. they're the epitome of like front runner. No one who's just like from the Bay Area can afford to live in San Francisco anymore. It's all people there, tech money, all yeah. these people there for work. And all those people, it's the same way, you know, you, you look in like if – the Nets get Kevin Durant. You're going to see a ton of fucking hipsters suddenly being Nets fans because it's a transplant area. It's a young area. People are going to come in. They're going to, but like, look, shout out to Laz, who I'm sure owns a fucking Mitch Richmond jersey and a Tim Hardaway jersey and a fucking Ronnie Cycli jersey. But like, there's not a lot of those guys. There's yeah. just plain and simple, there's not. Yeah. You know, the same way as there's not a lot, like, you know, Knicks fans, like Knicks fans, can be front runners too, and Knicks fans can be fucking idiots who don't understand the game. I mean, there's a million Knicks fans who own Carmelo Anthony jerseys. I can assure you of it. But uh, yeah, it's just they they're they don't know basketball because they just started watching basketball three years ago. Well, you talked about the Giants, so that's a good transition into discussing this Madison Bumgarner. Max Muncy beef. Another another pitcher header beef. I've I have so many problems with this beef from like uh, from every angle. Every angle gives me a problem with this beef. So Muncy jacks and he jacked a home run yesterday. Yep. Uh in the what is it, McCovey Cove? Yeah. Into the water there. Which is for the record, not the ocean. Let's just say that right out of the gate. Yeah. It's not the ocean. It's the bay. Correct. It's a cove in a bay. It's, yeah, a co- yeah. it's a cove within a bay. It's a little fucking inlet that's specifically cut out for the ballpark. Yeah. Attached to the bay, which eventually goes out to the ocean. Yeah. So he jacks it. It's like he- hitting something into a fucking Venice Canal and being like, go get it out of the ocean. Well, whatever. I, I already see what you're doing here. And, and to be honest, I, I think you're you're getting nitpicky on this. Okay. So he jacks it into the water. In, right outside, because you guys know, you've seen the stadium. The water's right there. He watches it. Barely. Mad Bomb gets mad. This is the exact exchange. Muncie apparently said, or no, Bumgardner said, don't watch the ball run. And Muncie responded, if he doesn't want me to watch the ball, go get it out of the ocean. Yeah. So that was their exchange. I have so many problems with this beef. Why? Because, one, he didn't even pimp it that hard. 
two. So, for, okay, here's my problem from the fucking, I'll, I'll do both sides. Here's my problem, uh, anti-Madison Bumgarner side. One, he didn't pimp it that hard. Two, you yourself as fucking Bumgarner have pimped home runs as a, as a pitcher hitting home runs. I've seen Madison Bumgarner pimp home runs. Three, you owned the fucking league at, at one point as a pitcher. And now, when you're not dominating, you're going to get butt hurt? Okay, then from the reverse side, you're max fucking Muncy. Okay? You're hitting two fucking 70. You've got 12 bombs. Relax. Two, you didn't hit it in the ocean. Three, you're on the fucking best team. Stop acting like beating up on the fucking Giants is something to like fucking take your dick out and swing it around for. This is just... Basically, what this comes down to is this is Giants-Dodgers beef, and it's elevating something that shouldn't even be a beef. He didn't pimp it that hard. And also, everybody, just everybody in this beef, relax. Everybody relax. I think it's good. I think it's good for the sport. Is I think it? it's good for the rivalry. Yeah, I do. I do think it is. You think it's good for the rivalry? You well, think this is what this rivalry needs, where people are getting beaten to death with pipes? You think the rivalry needs to be elevated? Well, I think this much. Obviously, there's a there's a deep rivalry between not only the two teams. We've discussed this on our show, and I noticed that I was very I was very cognizant of it as I was in San Francisco this weekend of this city beef, the California city beef yeah. between San Francisco and Los Angeles, which you are 100 percent accurate. There's this inferior inferiority in theoryority. That's the word complex. Yep, I think from people from San Francisco. Versus uh, people from Los Angeles. By the way, San Francisco is a lovely city. It's okay. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's all right. I'm a big fan. You're a big fan. Huge. You could live there? I was also there on like the best weather weekend ever. Yeah, you were. Like ever. Yeah. I could live there, but it's not in my top nine cities in, in America. I could live there. It's top ten for me. I love the layout of the city. I'd rather live in New York. I'd rather live in Los Angeles. I'd rather live in San Diego. I'd rather live in Seattle. I'd rather live in Portland. I'd rather live in Austin. I'd rather live in Miami. I'd rather live in Chicago. Um, I'd probably rather live in Las Vegas. So, yeah, it's not my top nine. Wow. Okay, interesting. I'd rather live in Denver. For sure. I'd okay. I'd By the ra- way, I'd rather live in like ten cities in Colorado. Okay, I'd rather live in Los Angeles, San Diego. I definitely wouldn't rather live in Austin or Miami. I don't. I was actually debating that. I was like Chicago, San Francisco. From a city standpoint, I mean, San Francisco's got like beach, which is nice, but like. You're not going to the beach. Like no, I no, surf no. and they're surfing up there and I can yeah. get to Santa Cruz easily, but like No. Yeah, Chicago I mean, San Francisco gets crazy cold. So do, I mean Chicago. Anyway, back to the original point at hand. You don't think this is good. 
I'm like, yeah. I'm just like the Giants suck. The Dodgers are good. Yeah, it's, it's I'm a, just like, okay, we have these now. We have now we have home run beat, home run pimp beef, and guys drilling each other and whatever. But like this one, he didn't pimp it that hard. Why is Madison Bumgarner even saying anything? And then who is Max Muncy to have a fucking quippy response? You're fucking Max Muncy. Like, relax, everybody. Relax in this one. When Tim Anderson's bat flipping and he has seven home runs on the year and he takes his bat and he and he fucking nunchucks it around and he does fucking kill Bill with a samurai sword and then he fucking helicopters it down the third baseline for his seventh bomb of the year. Now be be annoyed. When Derek yeah, but- Dietrich is like standing <laughs> like a statue watching and you go, Who who is doing that? Derek Dietrich, okay, get pissed off. But, like, he didn't pimp it that hard. It's a Giants fucking, like, and then Madison Bumgarner, like, dude, relax. Everybody relax. Well, look, dude. Both sides of this. Everybody's got to relax. It's a long season. It's 162 games. We need some shit to keep baseball interesting, Joe. I'm sorry. I love baseball. I love going to games. It's a long season. Give me something to keep it interesting. That's why I'm, like, all for this stuff. And then what? But what now? How is this gonna keep? What? Okay, t- take me. We're talking you, about it right now. But we're talking about it because right, it's a thing. But like, what is going to make? Is this r- raising your interest in the game? Are you now watching the next Giants Dodgers series to see what happens? Oh yeah, I'll be curious for sure. If Monty gets beaned. Oh, and then what? And then the bench is clear, and no one does anything. The Mets. That's the same thing that happened in the fucking Mets game. Like. And there's great uh, – Rich Eisen actually retweeted some guy who did a full breakdown of the Ian Desmond, Mets, Daniel Murphy beef, like where he's like reading lips. You got to watch it. Go on Rich Eisen saying he retweeted some guy who's okay. like a Yankee fan. I tried to follow this guy. Shout out to the guy I tried to follow for a minute, but then he's a Yankee fan and he's tweeting about the Yankees all the time. But it's like they come out of the dugouts. They all fucking stand around. They argue. Mickey Callaway's going, we didn't do it on purpose. The pitcher's going, we didn't do it on purpose. Then they all leave, and then Jacob Degrom says some shit or like side eyes Ian Desmond. And then they all come back out. No one's throwing a punch. No one's fucking bumping each other. No one's shoving each other. They're all just standing in the middle of the field. I gotta watch all the bullpens clear. The bullpen catcher running in with his fucking shin pads on, so they can all stand around, watch each other. Yeah, I'm all for the real fight. Somebody still. shoot somebody. Like fucking the poppy situation. Now if somebody's getting shot in these beefs, now we got a fucking beef. Too That's soon. a story. Too soon. What's the update on Poppy? I think he's okay. He's gonna be okay. Hoping, but like you gotta, you gotta be wondering. It's probably not a safe bet to just believe what's coming out of the Dominican Republic. I don't think there's a lot of AP reporters down there. Well, that's the thing. We At don't first, they were like he got robbed and he uh, got shot in the leg. Then it was like he was clearly not getting robbed from the video, and he didn't get shot in the leg. Well, I I pulled this up. Before we start, let me pull it up again on my phone. You're saying it's bullshit. Now, again, I'm not saying it's bullshit. I'm just like, wow, this is a wild hot take. This is the source from, take it for what it's worth, guys. The UK Daily Mail, which is a tabloid crazy uh, website. It says, exclusive, ex-Boston Red Sox star David Big Poppy. Okay, Jesus. This is the UK. I don't even know who he is. He was shot in a Dominican bar by two cops Hired by a drug lord who believed the baseball hero was having an affair with his wife. The Daily Mail also reporting that Poppy is responsible for Jennifer Jennifer Aniston's baby, her pregnancy. Yeah, so I don't know what to make of this. Well, there's video. 
of it happening. Which I have not seen. And there's video of the dude who apparently shot him getting like captured by people and then having his head kicked in. Oh yeah. And then there's and then there's like reports or even pictures of this guy being arrested. He is certainly not two people and it doesn't look like he's a cop considering he's in like tattered jeans and a fucking you know cut off t-shirt now look i don't know what the official uniform is for dominican republic cops but the guy doesn't look like a cop he certainly doesn't look like two people yeah now did cops hire did a cop who poppies was fucking his wife hire this guy to do the shooting for him. I don't know. But look, it doesn't sound like that crazy a thing. Uh, why is Big Poppy national hero getting shot at a restaurant? Uh, look, I don't know. But further proof, like, dude, you're a millionaire now. Stay out of, like, trash-ass restaurants in the Dominican Republic. You don't have to go there anymore, man. It's a lot easier said than done, though. I mean, I mean, you see this all the time with guys. Now I I do you re- see this all the time with guys? Yeah, they always go back to like where they're from, right? Except not like you don't see fucking a rod at like Barrio Miami restaurants. A rod's like going out with fucking J Lo to the Met Gala. Big Poppy is Dominican a rod. Well, come on. This comparison. I don't know if I agree with that. What do you mean? What are you talking about? He's in the Hall of Fame. He's got fucking hundreds of home runs. He's got a fucking world. He's got multiple World Series MVPs. He's Dominican A-Rod. Well, I know he had parts of uh, certain organs removed during the shooting, they said. I heard I heard when he uh, got out of surgery, he said, this is my fucking kidney. Are, are we getting it? No. City, my fucking city, kidney. Okay, I made an attempt and it did failed. He, did he do, oh, because he did the Boston Strong thing? This is my fucking city. And, but, but you turned him into like, Daisy. like <laughs> why is he, is he fucking Speedy Gonzalez? Hello, Speedy Gonzalez. This is my hat. This is my city. I just hope he gets uh, well and we can see him again on baseball playoffs. Yeah. I mean, first of all, okay, two questions for you. One, if he comes back and he does playoffs, is that is like does that just get like crazy high ratings? Yeah, it's got and to. Two, I think this is the most important question. How does this affect Game Seven of the NHL Finals? Do, do you think like a Boston sports hero getting shot does that have any effect on the hockey? Yeah, I, I mean, feel like those fans come out crazy. They do a thing from. I'm reading right now. That's the headline. What's the headline? 29 minutes ago, Boston Bruins wish Ortiz a speedy recovery. Yeah, I mean it's already news. Like, does here's the question of Big Poppy? Does he fly? No. To the game? No. Just to be there? No. Game seven? No, no, no. Bruins fans. I know. I get shot in my chest. They take out my spleen. My spleen is gone. But you're going to replace this spleen with the Stanley Cup. 
Vamos, Bruins! You are like bears. Bruins are like bears. I have no spleen. You will be the bear of my heart. Please win Boston strong. Now, obviously, we're both rooting for the Blues. It'd be pretty amazing if he came back, though. Yeah. Just comes out on a wheelchair with, like, with like skates on it. Oh, it'd be pretty awesome. In his, uh, like, hospital garment. Like he's still wearing it. He's got, you know, you know, they put the little thing around your wrist. The shot, it goes through my back and out my chest. But no shots go through the goalie. Of one Boston Bruins. Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, how are you going to shoot Big Poppy? Where he's from. Yeah. Here's a, here's a, here, this should be the rule for all athletes from third world countries. If the place you're going has plastic chairs, do not eat there. <laughs> if they can't get like Ikea, the shitty Ikea metal chairs <laughs> that every fucking shitty fucking restaurant. If you just have those shit plastic chairs that when you leave them out in the sun too yeah. long, if you sit in, they'll fucking collapse. Sure. If, they, if you have those shitty plastic chairs, don't eat there. This is a danger. Yeah, I, I think that's a good Bobby, rule. Please, please, Poppy. Don't good- go places with plastic chairs. Please. So what happened yesterday in the Stanley Cup? Because I was driving back from San Francisco, and I stopped, and I looked at my phone. It was one nothing after two. Yeah. And then they just went off in the well, third period. Well, uh, in the th- well, in the third, they pulled their goalie. Multiple, uh, multiple post-goalie removal goals. I think two of them, to be honest with you. Okay. So basically 3-1. Gotcha. But still. Did you see Brett Hull? I'm sure you saw Brett Hull. Yeah, Brett Hull's been fucking out of his mind. The whole fucking series. Guy loves it. Good for Brett Hull, too. Brett Hull looks like a fucking professional wrestler at this point, too. Like, Brett Hull used to be skinny with, like, the hair. Yeah. He had, he had like, the, he had great flow. And as, as his body has gotten bigger... <laughs> He's like kept the same hair, and now it's just like a side. Now he's got like that big jar head with like the little hair. He looks like a pro wrestler, and he's fucking, he's living it up. He's just getting fucking hammered. I love how off time, like his timing was so off on the Let's Go Blues. Yeah. Well, the the other guy screwed him. Whoever it fucking was, whoever the original guy, the other guy just like holds the mic and then Let's Go Blues, and then like passes it over to Brett. It's like yo. Acapella group this Like get everybody in Share one mic And get a group Let's go blues The one guy I don't know if what he, he was trying to do Is he was trying to start it And then the next guys Were going to do it Yeah I blame the other guy Also Hey If this is going to be your strategy Give me a little heads up Because FYI I'm drunk Yeah Right It's not looking good For the blues though man Well It's a game seven Yeah I know Anything can happen I mean the Boston won A decided victory in st louis you don't think st louis can go to boston and do that bro the big poppy effect I, well that's what i'm saying Unf- i like i feel terrible for the blues that they have to have this somebody should shoot jim edmonds just to like <laughs> <laughs> so it would go just, uh, it would go through his stomach easy because remember he used to wear those cut off half t-shirts do you remember what i'm talking somebody, about somebody should take a shot at jim edmonds. somebody should take a shot at ozzy smith can we get a video of Ozzy Smith backflipping away from fucking bullets like he's in the Matrix? I was just going to say that. He'd be tough to shoot, man. Yeah, yeah. Can somebody shoot Ray Lankford real quick? Ray Lankford. 
I mean, this is the only way for them to get it, to, to to get that momentum back, right? Yeah. Can somebody shoot Andy Bennis? Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. When did he die? Andy Bennis? Yeah. Is he dead? Yeah, that's why I made the joke. Oh, I don't know. Did he get shot? No, I think he died in a car wreck. Oh. He was drunk. Rip Andy Bennis. Yeah. Somebody shoot Bernard Gilkey. <laughs> Bernard Gilkey. <laughs> Uh, you're going deep. Yeah. You're going deep on the Cardinals references. <laughs> Can somebody blow up Vince Coleman with fireworks? <laughs> Vince Coleman. But he did that with the Mets, right? Yeah. The fireworks escapade. Yeah. That's what baseball needs. Guys shooting off fireworks in kids' faces. That'll make baseball fun again. Yeah. The old days. Ooh, maybe they could shoot Keith Hernandez. Again, Mets and Cardinals get a double bump. But Keith Hernandez, beloved. What would happen? They'd have to like uh, pray for Haji. Do you know all about Keith Hernandez's cat, Haji? I have no clue you what you're talking about. You gotta follow Keith Hernandez on Twitter. He has a cat, and it's hilarious. He'll like he'll like give updates. He's like, just went and got Haji more food, and then shows like pictures from his cupboard, like 700 things of cat food. He keeps Haji in like a little case next to him in Sag Harbor, so that they can sit out by the pool together. So you think the Blues have a shot? I, I don't think they have much of a yeah, shot. It's game seven. Anything is possible. That's that, look. My thing with all game sevens is like literally, it, you never know. Like, if their goalie just comes out and fucking goes, no one's scoring on me. Did you see the fucking jinx at this local St. Louis? Well, yeah, that wasn't good. The Post Dispatch, if you guys didn't see this, which is the paper in St. Louis, on their e, like on their online edition, somebody leaked something happened, a, a glitch to subscribers. And they sent out this thing. It said, congratulations to our champions, the St. Louis Blues. And it had a whole written piece from the owner thanking the fans. And that went out to all the online subscribers before yeah. the goddamn Game 6 happened. I know. And Boston is not taking their foot off the gas pedal. They're trying to, like, attack. They're trying to attack momentum any way they can. I don't know if you saw. They posted uh, a rest in peace, David Ortiz, with people holding up his casket. They like they jumped the gun on him dying. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Literally too soon. Like before it actually happens, they did it because they're trying to double down on the momentum. Yeah, trying to get all the Boston fans riled up. Very soon. All right, I'm I'm just perusing the comments. Ruther, please make an official one game prediction on Game Seven. I think I just did. The Bruins win. Congratulations to the St. Louis Blues, Stanley Cup champions. The Bruins uh, are going to win this. They're not losing at home. They got Big Poppy in their corner. They got Boston has been winning championships left and right as a city. They're going to win this. Well, I think every St. Louis Blues fan who knows about the Dent curse has to be ecstatic right now. Yeah. We'll see. Also, just for the sake of— I did say Boston in six. I was wrong on that. Yeah, just for the sake of uh, his health, can you also say that Big Poppy won't make it? No, he'll make it for sure. What? Why would you do that to him? I want him to live. He's going to live. But now you just reverse cursed him. No, I didn't reverse curse him. Now he's going to get like lead poisoning. Some like shitty lead bullets. What's going on, dude? I get back last night. Again, I've been off my phone basically all weekend. And I see Justin Bieber has challenged Tom Cruise to a UFC I, fight. I, I mean, Can we break this down? I just want to break this down because I, I put it up there real quick. Justin Bieber is 25 years old. He's five foot nine. Tom Cruise is fifty six years old. He's five foot seven. He wants a UFC style fight, 
And now Conor McGregor said they can go through his promotions company. What is happening? This has got to be some sort of... Staged. Yeah. It's, it's got to be some... It, there's something behind this that no one's... But, like, one thing is for sure. Tom Cruise would beat the shit out of Justin Bieber. Really? Yes. Why do you say that? Because Tom Cruise... Okay? If there's one thing I know about Tom Cruise... Tom Cruise does the whole fucking shebang. When he does a fucking project, he does the whole thing. Stunts. So forget stunts. Like, you know he still races cars because of Days of Thunder? No. Yeah. He's still doing, like, when he does some shit, he learns to do it. He is like a crazy motorcycle guy because of the fucking Mission Impossible stunts. And now, this is why. Far and away... Do you remember Far and Away, where he was a bare knuckles Irish brawler? He is trained. Never saw it. He is trained for basement street fighting for a role. He will beat the shit out of Justin Bieber. You think fifty-six year old? I'm certain of it. Five foot seven, Tom Cruise. All in. Takes twenty-five year old. In. He's got thirty. Justin Bieber is a singing, dancing Canadian. He's got thirty years on him, though, dude. Thirty years. Okay. I, I bet you, what What do you think? George Foreman's got 50 years on you? I'll take Foreman. He's a professional boxer, man. I'm telling you, Tom Cruise is basically a professional boxer. I guarantee you he fucking did legit bare knuckles boxing training for far and away. And I bet you he still does. He's also, every movie, he's hand-to-hand combat fighting. He's going to come down on a wire. I'm 100% taking Tom Cruise. I don't know. You know, going into this, I was just, again, that age difference for me is like huge. Are are you concerned that Tom Cruise is not in great shape? No, I'm sure he's in uh, amazing shape. Who do you think is in better shape? Tom Cruise or Justin Bieber? I don't know. Who do you think, like, like, let's do like a fucking, like a physical test. Like, who do you think, like... Whose heart rate stays lower if they run fucking 10 miles? Who do you think could do more pull-ups right now? I don't know. I'm go- 100% going Tom Cruise. Are you kidding me? It's like it's like you don't go see Tom Cruise movies. I don't see as many as you. That's for sure. Tom Cruise is a lunatic, by the way, also. But you're also a, a Tom Cruise stan, so I feel like that's it's really... Taking your like it's taking your rationale out of this. I'm the Tom Cruise stan. You're reversing it. Like you're saying, I think Tom Cruise is like whatever because I'm a Tom Cruise stan. When it's actually the reverse, I'm a Tom Cruise stan because of all the things Tom Cruise does to fucking kill his roles. You think Tom Cruise whoops Bieber? I think it wouldn't even be fucking close. I think they. I think it'd be like an old school Conor McGregor fight. I think they'd ring the bell. He'd come out. He'd fucking punch him in the face. Bieber would be like, "What the fuck just happened?" He'd punch him in the face again, and then he would, and then he would like Tom Cruise, crazy person him. I think Justin Bieber walks out of that fight looking like Tom Cruise in Vanilla Sky. You mean me five years ago? Yeah, fucking Stroop face. Yeah. I don't know. What about Justin Bieber's entire life makes you think he's ever? Do you think Justin Bieber's ever been punched in the face ever? I don't know. It's a good question. I bet you you could pull up 
Tom Cruise fight training right now. I bet you could pull up video of Tom Cruise. Now like, I really want this to happen. It's not going to. It's some sort of publicity stunt. He's trying to get whatever. Also, Tom Cruise, why would Tom Cruise do this? Well, he wouldn't. There'd be no right. reason to. Obviously, it's a publicity stunt, but just now I'm very curious. Are they doing a movie together? Is he train? You know, is there some movie where he Tom Cruise is his, you know, trainer? He's his Mickey. I don't know. Something's gonna come out. Yeah. But a hundred percent in the fight. I I wouldn't. I'd bet anything. You put it all. I'd put it all on Tom Cruise. All on TC. And also watch Far and Away. What the fuck is wrong with you? What a great movie. Capitalizing on the initial spark of Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise in Days of Thunder, they follow it up with a movie about two Irish immigrants and Tom Cruise. They're, they're roommates, and Tom Cruise is bare knuckles basement boxing in New York just to pay their rent. You love Tom Cruise. Favorite actor of all time. No, I don't know about favorite actor of all time, but like I, I have my Tom Cruise theory still. Tom Cruise has never been bad in a movie. That's why he might be the most consistent actor of all time. He's like the Mike Trout of actors. He doesn't have off fucking games. He doesn't have off series. When was he nominated for an Oscar? Magnolia. That's it. Yeah. I mean, he might, uh, did he get... Might be his only nomination. Did he get one for like Collateral or something? He might have gotten... He might have multiple. We got to find out. He wasn't nominated for... God, why, why is the movie A Few Good Men? Uh, Oscar nominee... Best actor in a leading role, Jerry Maguire. Best actor yeah. in a leading role, Born on the Fourth of July. Best actor in a supporting role, Magnolia. Never won. He could have won for Born on the Fourth of July, too. Sure. I, I don't know who he went against. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll never see this fight happen. <sighs> I would love it. I'd pay it. Like, I'd pay all the monies. You'd pay all the monies for that. Yeah. So watch ar- Tom Cruise fucking bludgeon fucking Bieber to death. It's already working. The publicity? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't fucking do it. They'd never do it. Um, before we get to dirtball calls. By the way, if you think Bieber beats Tom Cruise in a fight, message me. Because I got to hear your hot take. Before we get to dirtball calls, I want to remind everybody that I'm sending koozies out for any updated iTunes review. So if you've left an iTunes review, leave one again. Leave your Twitter, Instagram handle. I know a lot of people are, are waiting. Um, thanks to everybody who sent very nice messages on Twitter about receiving their koozies. Again, I have a new shipment coming in this week. So I'll be hitting everybody up this week and I'll hopefully get more koozies out this week. But all I got to do is just drop a new iTunes review on uh, Twitter or Instagram and I will send you two koozies via Mail. I'm even sending some up to Canada. So let me know, Dirtballs, and uh, I will get those out. I'm just trying to find Durant status if they've updated it at all. Okay. Kevin Durant plans to play Ooh. game five, in, according to multiple reports. Things could get very interesting tonight, Prano. Sure. All right. While you're doing that, okay. I'm going to uh, get the Dirtball calls going. I'm ready. 
dirt balls, dirt ball calls, dirt balls, dirt ball calls, dirt balls, dirt ball calls. We got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. All right, we'll start off with this uh, quick, easy one. What's going on, Dirty Sports? This is uh, Hunter, and I just had a quick question. What do you guys say when you throw a, like a piece of paper into a paper basket? Because I did that a couple of days ago, and I yelled Kobe. You know, that's like the stereotypical thing to yell. And I was wondering, you know, since this is like a anti-Kobe show, what what do you guys say when you throw a piece of paper into a paper basket? Do you yell LeBron? Because, I don't know, that sounds weird to me because I'm so used to saying Kobe. But, I don't know, just call myself doing it. Random-ass question, but uh thought it was kind of funny, so I figured I'd ask it. Stay dirty, fellas. Yeah, I think the go-to for everybody is Kobe. Right. I, I yell Kobe because I miss at least 75% of my shots. Oh! So I yell Kobe, and I'm like, get it? Get that, it? <laughs> that makes sense. And then what I do is when I uh, when I miss, and you know, like if I was throwing it from here into the garbage, I miss. I go, I pick it up close to the garbage, and then I just slam it. And I go Shaquille O'Neal, and it's like Shaq attack. It's like it got in anyway, and somehow we were both a part of this. But really, Shaq did all the work. How did the Kobe thing start? I know I always laugh because there's that sketch from Chappelle's That's show. That's how it started. Is that how it started? Kobe, yeah. For sure. And so, everybody just started saying that. So I was going to ask. Because, like, literally kids, like, when I coach baseball, and I would coach little kids, be you know, we take batting practice in the bucket, kids are always going, like, Kobe. Because it's just now, that's just, like, what you say now. Do you, it's just, like, the thing. Do you remember the premise of that sketch? No. Way ahead of his time. The premise of that sketch is Chappelle's trying to have sex with this woman, and he makes her sign, like, a, an agreement. Yeah. And it's it's actually played by uh, God. What's Quincy Jones's daughter's name? Rashida Jones. Yep. It's actually Rashida Jones is the actress in the sketch way before she was anybody. And yeah, he's making her fill out everything that she wants to do, and he's got that look on his face, and he goes anal, <laughs> and sh- and she's like no. And then when he throws the condom into the garbage, he says Kobe. That's it. That's how that started, for sure. Wild. Okay. Dave Chappelle, I mean, Trailblazer. As, as far as, but just as far as like adding things to the lexicon, just so, like, I mean, like the Mike Trout of like getting catchphrases added to the cultural lexicon. No, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I kept doing that. I got, I got pretty stoned on edibles. Saturday night in San Francisco, and when we left, okay, I kept doing that. Why? And the girl was getting embarrassed. I was screaming it in the street. What? Yeah. And I kept doing it, and she's like, "Dude, what is your problem?" And I couldn't stop. And she's like, "You sound so fucking white." Yeah. When you do it, that's I'm I. Do you think that could that lead to the end of our relationship? No. You guys think you can come back from that? <laughs> I think whatever we got going on, I don't think that's going to be the determining factor. Okay. I thought of you, though. We went into the oldest bar in San Francisco. Call It's called The Saloon. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like a time warp. Wild, dude. These two old women bartenders. And, it, and it's, it's right by Columbus Avenue, so all the trendy spots. Then there's this spot. Yeah. 
I was like, Prano would love this place. I think I've been there. Have you? Yeah, pretty sure. Old yeah. men. And that's when some dude gave me that 9-11 joke, which I tweeted out, which I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing about. I was like, the irony of you doing a 9-11 joke to me. Yeah. Trust me, I won't forget. I still have the blueprints. <laughs> All right, well, keep it Lakers-related. Uh, a call about the Rob Polinka thing, which we never covered, but we might as I well just... I thought we did. Did we cover it? I feel like we did, but... I wasn't sure. You, you you mentioned it really quick, for sure, on the show. Okay, we can do it, though. So then let's not play the call. Oh, okay. I, we did cover it. If we covered it, then I'm not going to play the call. Okay, let's uh, skip it. About the Heath Ledger... Yeah, we talked about him, like, making it up. Okay. Uh-oh, dent, your dent is showing. Yeah, it does sometimes. All right, let's do a quick quick one. This is a dirty one, too. Hey, boys, this is JT from down in Jersey, long-time listener, coming at you with a hot question. <laughs> so I was just wondering, like, in all your guys' experiences with sex, I just want to know your opinions, you know, condom, no condom, pull out, cream pie in her if she's on the pill jesus like what do you know you know what are you guys doing i'm in college and you see all this shit most guys with a girlfriend are on the pills and then just rip inside of them so i was wondering what you guys were thinking and uh yeah that's it stay dirty boys and condoms are for joe bartnick wow Wow. old school bartnick look i like joe bartnick by the way yeah um this the you can't you can't there's no right answer here yeah you have to you know it's like it's like saying where you know what's your go-to play in Madden. It's like read the defense, man. You got to be Peyton Manning. When you're when you're under center, we'll call it under center. <laughs> when you're under center, read the defense. You got it. You got sometimes, you know, you even the the best drawn up play, sometimes you got to audible out. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, she's on the pill. Says who? Says her? Yeah. Oh, just because they're showing blitz doesn't mean they're blitzing. Okay, you're just gonna run. You're just on the goal line. Yet, you, 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 and and they're showing that they're stacking the middle. You're gonna Russell Wilson it right to their cornerback. No, go up there, assess the situation, find the mic for sure. Find the mic. Fifty-eight's the mic. Okay, fucking have an Omaha in your back pocket. You you know. It's impossible to tell you the right answer here. And was he asking just about uh, like a relationship? I don't know what he was asking. That's what I'm saying. Like everything is different. Because he, dating. I think dating, he was saying what's your go-to move. Dating somebody is different than a one-night stand. I mean, one-night stand, be smart. Also, condoms are not just for keeping. Yes, the worst STD is getting somebody pregnant. But like it also protects you against other things. Yeah. Exactly. But you know my theory on all that stuff, too. No. When they toss out the numbers on all the sexually transmitted diseases and all, like, I'm to the point where it's like, okay, then everybody has something. But you've gotten something, right? I don't want to say that I have. And, and you know, oh, you should find, just you took that bachelorette and just fucking rolled me out into traffic. But now we're talking about your sexual medical history. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> if you've never gotten anything, you ain't fucking. And I've said that, and Rob Christensen said that on stage the other day. And then he laughed because I'm like, you're saying shit I've said before. He's like, dude, I've gotten anything you can knock out with pills. And he said that. And I was like, I can relate. My thing is this. 
But you don't want to have to knock some shit out with pills. I know. Shit happens sometimes. You're not always smart. I didn't want to have Look, to. Look, I'm just saying be Peyton Manning under center. Look, just be Peyton Manning. I'm saying be smart. That's my advice. I'm saying be smart too. But, Joe, if you look up right now and it, and it says, watch this. I'll, I'm going to do this right now. Because to me, this brings back to the like the AIDS stuff. Well, don't make any decisions based on getting or not getting AIDS. That's no, it's, 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 not, it's not a doomsday scenario that we have to be worried about here. It's a regular everyday itchy Bernie. Well, my point is they they claim basically, yeah. So they're saying one out of every two people in America has some sort of form of oral herpes. One out of every two. And a lot of times, it's you didn't even get it from a sexual right. thing. So my argument is, if they're saying 50% of the country has a form of oral herpes, then everybody has it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, right. That, that's just my point. And, and, and you see these all the time, especially with men. Like, oh, you could... Like, the percentage of men, they say, that are carriers of the HPV virus is, like, insanely high. What's your advice for this kid? No, real quick. My my point is, if everybody has something, then it's not something. Okay. Interesting theory. That's my Andy Ruther theory. If everybody has HPV, if every dude is walking around with HPV in their dick, then HPV is normal. My advice is... Be smart. My advice is don't go to the line and just be snapping the ball and quarterback sneaking every time. It's a dangerous game. It's going to bite you in the ass eventually. Go to the line, assess the situation, find the mic... Are they showing what they're really sh- going with? Are they they masking some sort of defense? Yeah. Be Peyton Manning under their kids. I agree. Now, this is a special call, this next one. This was apparently for you. I even got a DM about it. Okay. I said, I said I would play it. Hey, guys. It's Michael from Iowa. The last couple episodes, Joe touched on a few topics I wanted to ask about. The first one was, yeah. Yeah. In just this past episode, I had a question about yeah. <laughs> That's all I had, and I think the next dirtball meetup, you guys should blow the distance. Well, we know that's our uh, that's our Iowa dirtball. Yeah. Now, was that an actual? Qu- Does he want, or he just likes? I, yeah. I don't know. He DM me. Likes, yeah. He DM'd me and said you would know, so I said I'll play it. Yeah. He said it's an inside joke that we have. Yeah, I think I remember him messaging me and just saying he loves it when I go, yeah. <laughs> who, you got in a, who you got in a shadow boxing match, Bieber or Goldberg? <laughs> I, give Bieber, I give Goldberg a better chance against Bieber than I give Bieber a chance against Tom Cruise. No. Yeah. You're out of your damn mind. <laughs> so he didn't have a question. I don't think so. I think he was just trying to get me to do Maddie. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it like you. You got it down, man. All right. A couple more calls and we'll wrap up the show. What's up, Joe Andy? This is uh, Ethan from State College, number one. Uh, Half dirt baller. And uh, I called you guys last night, but I was like pretty much blackout drunk at the time. So I don't really think I was really very coherent with what I was saying. But 
Uh, my question has to do with Steph Curry. And, you know, last night the Raptors went up 3-1. And uh, it's looking like they're probably going to close them out, you know, coming back to game five, I guess. But it still seems like when you get on social media, Steph really gets no criticism. And people love to manufacture a ton of excuses for why Steph doesn't get the job done, why Steph shoots poorly, Steph's always hurt, Steph's sick, you know, the injuries. But then you have other guys. You have a guy, obviously, like LeBron. You know, LeBron doesn't completely put the team on his back, and all of a sudden, you know, he's crucified. Or even another guy like James Harden with the Rockets, who, you know, his team loses to a better Warriors team, yet he's called a choker and a guy who just doesn't win. But Steph gets all these passes for everything. So my question is, why do you guys think that, you know, Steph gets these these passes and why people never really criticize him like they do a player like LeBron or even another guy like James Harden? All right, thanks for listening, guys. Condoms are for Steph Curry fans. Um, First of all, I don't think he was blackout. I think he was beige out because he says he's a half-dirt baller. So, uh, <laughs> so here's why I think here, – here's – the thing with Steph. Um, one, the internet's stupid. We've said that before. But it's basically how the timing of it went down. If Steph Curry had made an NBA Finals and lost, uh, or made two NBA Finals and lost, and then won, and then won MVPs, whatever. But basically what happened, and don't forget, I predicted this. They were, Steph Curry was... Um, Great at Davidson, got himself into the lottery, was a lottery pick, was exceptional um, for the Warriors pretty much out of the gate, but was injured a little bit. Then he finally gets healthy. They have their seven-seed season where he like plays incredible. And then the next year, he's the MVP. They win the championship. The next year, he's unanimous MVP. So... A lot of people, in again, people aren't watching day in and day out. No one knew who Kawhi Leonard was till Kawhi Leonard won an MVP because the majority of fans, quote unquote fans, are people who tune in for the playoffs. Are people who tune in? I mean, you hear this all the time, even from people who are basketball fans. Like, I love the playoffs, but the regular season they don't really play defense, and blah 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 blah. All that like bullshit hackery that is the majority of internet opinions. So, Steph Curry essentially broke onto the scene as far as pop popular basketball knowledge is concerned with an MVP, and then a championship, then a seventy three win team and a unanimous MVP before losing. So he got he gets grandfathered into, oh, Steph is great, as opposed to if LeBron James wins three titles to start and then goes on to six finals losses, everybody's fucking fine with it. But because he gets to a finals and loses, he gets to another finals and loses, then he wins, then he wins another one, then he loses, then he has the greatest finals in history and beats a 73 Warriors team, and then he loses. It's like, it's just like how people, like, it's just the timing of it. But because he did, because he had all of his, like, 
Be- because he had all of his success before he had any failure, people are like, no, he's not a choker. So it doesn't matter that Steph, if they don't win this year, will finish his career with the same amount of titles as LeBron James currently has. It's, oh, he's... I don't necessarily agree, though. I think I think it is starting to change. We had a whole discussion earlier in the show. Obviously, it's us, but I am seeing it online. I am seeing more of the Barry McCockiners out there. I'm seeing more... Oh, Barry, Barry's been doing it the whole time, though. No, I know he has, but I'm seeing more of those types of people. I'm seeing more articles, editorial pieces on how this is playing out. I, I'm seeing more... That's that was my point earlier in our show of being like people are now looking at this saying, "Wait a second. Steph's a great player. He's an all-time great. No, one, he's the best shooter of all time. No one's denying that." But like you said, are we headed towards the Steph Curry years, and I think we are, the Kobe Bryant years? No, because it that's the way it happens unless you have the loss like Kobe's a great example. Michael's a great example. Steph's a great example. As opposed to when you go the other way and you look, or Tim Duncan's a great example. Who, like, no one in the world, and rightfully so, criticizes Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan went to finals and lost. Tim Duncan went to finals and lost. But no one, oh, Kobe Bryant went to finals and lost. Kobe Bryant and and Shaq they they lost the finals, but no one talks about it because it happened after. Now, if James Harden gets a finals, gets a champion, then oh, but he's a choker, and it's always like, did he overcome? Is this his chance to overcome? It's like being great is what overcomes it, but people insist on no one like people just refuse you. Me, Barry McCockner, you know, the Jordan fucking truthers. They're the only people talking about Jordan getting swept out of playoffs before Scottie Pippen arrived. 6-0 and in finals. You know, in between those finals, he played in the playoffs and lost, right? He averaged 35 points a game in the fucking Orlando Magic Series and lost. Uh, if he didn't take that break for baseball, he wouldn't have. Guys, that's not true. He was there. He played. He lost. Played a great series. Yeah, and he fucking lost. But because it starts with him winning a championship, he didn't go to a finals and lose first. Then you you get grandfathered in. And so then people are less likely to call you like a choker or not clutch or blah, blah, blah. But again, I, I think it is starting to turn. I That's just my opinion. I think it is. And, and, and you have to remember now, you know, Steph, Steph's been in the league. If this Warriors team... By the way, Steph's fucking great and deserves no criticism. That's what I'm saying. He's the greatest shooter of all time. But I firmly believe if KD leaves and everything changes, you know, his odds of getting another title are so much smaller. Sure. So much smaller. But that's the thing is like he'll he will never have to have worn the shame of being a choker or not being able to get it on his own if let's say kd is healthy this year okay and let's say the Cavs had a healthy first finals against the warriors if steph goes oh and two against a healthy Cavs team then kevin durant shows up then they win three straight then kevin durant leaves and he goes to be what he will be without kevin durant if he leaves everybody would be talking about everybody would be firmly in the Steph couldn't do it alone thing. But they're not because Steph did it alone against the B 
beat up Warriors team and Kevin Durant's not there and they might lose without him. So it's like it's all the beat up, timing. Beat up of, Cavs team. Yeah. It's all the timing and it's all the perception when the truth is no one really does it alone. No one. It's a team game. No one's ever done it alone. And that's why Steph doesn't deserve any criticism. The people that deserve criticism are the people that are saying Steph's the greatest player in the NBA, that the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant, that Steph's the best player on the Warriors. Like, those are the people who deserve criticism. Steph doesn't deserve any criticism. Yeah. The same way LeBron James doesn't deserve any criticism. Uh, he got locked down by J.J. Barea. It's not true. They had fucking crazy, they had a crazy rotation of wing defenders, and they had a defensive player of the year locking down the paint in Tyson Chandler, and they had an MVP, and they had crazy shooters. They had a team built to win, and they beat the absolute living shit out of the Lakers. But no one's calling Kobe a choker for losing to that fucking Mavs team because of the timing of it, because that wasn't the first or the second time that he had gotten there and lost to them. No, he had already had the championships. So he's not a choker for J.J. Barea pissing and shitting all over his Lakers team, sweeping them to the point where they lose by 40. No, because the timing of how his championships came didn't matter that the first three he wrote, he fucking, he was in Shaq's fucking pocket. People are still out there going, Kobe! Once again, it's it's people... Who don't have perspectives on history? They just don't. Again, I always use this, but it's true. The crossover with sports and politics of people who don't understand history, that's what it is. It's all it ever is. It, it's also just its also just a... It's, I, it's, I, I was doing it with my brother yesterday. The, the same conversations we're having. And it wasn't like an argument. It was my brother Greg. We were discussing all this stuff and... He brought up the Mavs series of LeBron, and that's exactly, literally exactly what I said to him. I said, Greg, the Lakers were back-to-back champs. They got swept in the second round by that Mavs team. They lost the fourth game by 40 points, which is the biggest blow-off in the entire history of the Lakers. I go, so what is it? Did the Lakers suck? They had just won back-to-back titles. Or were the Mavs good? It's like... We have to we have to have perspective. But on that's because things. your brother didn't watch that. He didn't. He didn't watch that Lakers he series. Didn't. No way he did. Maybe he watched that finals. The same way people people just tune in. That's why like the amount of people that watch the NBA finals versus watch the Eastern Conference or the or the second round or the first round is a world's different. Literally th- like when you talk to people about basketball if they're saying they watched, let's say the Michael Jordan, uh, you know, finals against the Super- SuperSonics, there's a one in four chance that they did not watch. That sorry, there's a one in four chance that they did watch him lose to the Orlando Magic. It draws a quarter of the people watching. So everybody has a hot take opinion on the finals because that's what they watch. Sure, but no one watches the first round when Michael Jordan's getting swept by the fucking Milwaukee Bucks. No one's watching the first round where Larry Bird and the Celtics are dismantling him. No one's watching them. They're only watching the finals. Yeah. So that's why the perception is Kobe Bryant never fucking lost the fight. Because he got to the finals and didn't lose a couple times, so now his legacy is intact. Tim Duncan's first couple finals, he wins, so his legacy is intact. Doesn't matter how many he loses after that. Yeah. But LeBron loses his first finals, 
and he's a choker, and he can't get it done, and he doesn't have killer instinct. doesn't matter how many he goes to after that and how many he wins. Do you have time for one more call? Sure, let's do it. All right, let's check in with our buddy CT. Gentlemen, CT here in Seattle. Swinging in on the Seattle uh, Mount Rushmore of sports. Um, unfortunately, I think two of our members are Seattle Mariners. Um, we don't have a hockey team here, so we don't have the big four. But the worst major league baseball franchise in the history of baseball, we've never made a World Series, has two players on the Seattle Hall of Fame, arguably three, but you got Ichiro, you got Ken Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez in the ring of honor at least. Uh, then I think you go Gary Payton, the glove. I know he wasn't on the championship team for Sonic, so that was like in 76. I wasn't alive, so it doesn't matter. Uh, definitely the glove, Gary Payton. And then, love him or hate him, you gotta go. Russell Wilson brought a Super Bowl to Seattle, almost brought a second. People love him here in the city. Um, I don't think you can put any single member of that defense on the Mount Rushmore, so you gotta go. In Rush, we trust. And then the smaller collegiate Hall of Fame, you can go like Clay Thompson, Clay Washington State, Adam Morrison, he used to go while he was at Gonzaga. Um, Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington. And then maybe John Kitna went to Central Washington University. Kitna. No one from University of Washington because fuck those guys go to Bidner. Well, I had to look it up because I was like, when I heard CT say this, I'm like, you know, what was Randy Johnson? Like, we're just ignoring him? But yeah. then I didn't realize I was actually wrong. Randy Johnson never won a Cy Young for the Mariners. Yeah, he wasn't there that long either. So like 10 years. Was he? In Seattle, 10 years? Because he up. moved around a lot. I mean, I, I know he, he did. Had, he had Expos, he had Diamondbacks, he had Astros. The majority of his... Uh, for sure. But I mean... No, he was there one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was there nine years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look. Not nine and a half. Look, Griffey is for sure there. Um, I think you, I, I, I think I agree. I think you got to go Ichiro. Um, basketball, I don't know. Did they had it? They had a championship team in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's saying Gary Payton. I don't know, whatever. And then look, I'm not going to weigh in on the Seattle uh, Rushmore because it's you know. That's it's for the Seattle people. You guys are going to be the ones that have the, uh, you guys are going to be the ones that have this monument up. But I'll just say this: <laughs> if Ruther's going to give me LT versus Eli Manning shit, by the way, real quick, Randy Johnson he did win one Cy Young with Seattle. Okay. However, he won. Four out of Seattle. Yeah. God, he has five Cy Youngs? Jesus. Russ is tough. I'd say this for Russ. He's got to play a few more years. But if you want to talk about best all-time Seahawk. I mean, Steve Largent was at one point like, the all-time leading receiver. That's a good point. I'm totally forgetting him. Yeah, it's a good point. He was the all-time leading receiver before Jerry Rice. You got to put Steve Largent there. I agree. Now, 
look, I talked about the Rushmore of New York and the Super Bowl situation. And the Eli Manning two Super Bowl MVPs are the reason that I'm asking for half of his face with Lawrence Taylor. But the reason is the two and the two MVPs. If it's not the two and it's not the two MVPs, like he needs all four of those things together to share a half a face with Lawrence Taylor. And you're telling me one not Super Bowl MVP with the Legion of Boom? Like, put an amalgamation of the League of Boom's face up there. I don't know. Put Steve Largent's face up there. And then you go almost— No, you got to go Steve Largent. And then you go—and then, by the way, I mean, a huge hole. Don't even—don't even—like, you're actually hurting your argument by saying almost won us a second. Don't, leave that out. If you're, if you're on the Russ for Mount Rushmore of Seattle commission, if you're making your argument to the Mount Rushmore commission, leave almost won us a second because that just reminds people— physically handed it to the other team himself through the interception. Leave that out of your argument, CT, when you when you officially write up your brief for the Mount Rushmore committee. Leave the second one. Try not to mention that one at all. Yeah, I mean, you got to put Steve Largent. You just do. Hey, again, I'm not going to weigh in like this. Hey, it's your fucking monument, guys. Put whoever you want on. It's wild to think that that's who Jerry Rice overtook. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to find where he's at now. Man, he's fallen. He's 30th now. In what? All-time receiving Yards? Receptions. Okay. He's top 20 in yards. He's 30th. Yeah, he was what? The career yards leader, I believe, right? At one point? Or is he was the career receptions leader? He was one of them. Yeah. A white guy. That's pretty funny. Yeah. He's now... I get he didn't win anything there, and that's a You're right. A big he, part he was yards. He's 18th now all time. Still. All right, guys, that's the calls. 310-359-8365. Let us know what you think. Call on the hotline. Leave an iTunes review. Subscribe to us on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Instagram. I'm sorry. You guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. Follow Joe at Joe Prano on Instagram and at Fix Your Life on Twitter. That's correct. Um, if you go to Twitter right now, you'll see uh, my most recent tweet is about me headlining the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. This is just a shout out. I obviously push a lot of shows on this podcast. I love to give you guys my dates. Uh, the most important ones are obviously when I'm headlining because... That's the beauty of getting to go out with an Eddie Ift, the beauty of getting to go out with a Lachlan Patterson. I just get to show up, 
do comedy, no pressure whatsoever to actually get people in the building. The headliner's responsible for that. So when I'm headlining, guys, you'll hear extra about it. I'm headlining the Stress Factory, Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut on June 27th. It's a Thursday. Yes, I'll be featuring for Gilbert Godfrey the rest of the weekend, which will also be a great show. If you're in the area, come to both. But for sure, if you're in the area, if you're in Connecticut, if you're in, you know, South Massachusetts, it's if, if you're in, uh, you know, Northeast to New York, uh, come to see me headline the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut on the 27th. After that, I'll be in, or sorry, before that, I'll be in New York City. Uh, after that, uh, Tahoe, the Bay Area, all kinds of other dates you can go to and uh, find me at joeprano.com. That's got all my dates. But please, if you're in the area, get your tickets now. Go to my tweet. Buy tickets right now um, if you're if you're there for that. Also, uh, I've sent out a lot of specials. Um, if you want a special that's still available, I, this is a, this is a cool second life. People want these postcards of me signing it. I've signed some fun things. Uh, go to me at Joe Prano on Venmo, uh, include your address and include any sort of signing details that you want. I'll put whatever you want to sign. I've written some Kobe Bryant should kill himself, some LeBron's better than Kobe's, some Carmelo Anthony shit, uh, which is all fun. Um, I'm, lo- I'm looking for like five bucks plus, you know, and, uh, you know, if you want stickers, throw a couple extra bucks in there. If you want Kusa Comedy stickers, which I still have some of, throw a couple bucks in there. All available at JoePrano.com. So go do that. Thank you. And that's it. All righty. That is the show. Game five tonight. Let's go. We the North. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you for all the comments on YouTube. Thanks for all the reviews. Thank you for supporting the show. There's no show without you guys, so thanks again. Have a great few days. We'll see you guys in a couple days. And stay dirty.